quite recently, we had a case when one of our portfolio companies uh, came to us asking for an advice because they were working on creating or how to create the company culture and they were facing many questions and they knew that we are quite experienced in the topic of self-management because Ragnarsson is such an organization. So much he shared his uh, knowledge and some wisdom uh, during the workshops they had and that gave us uh, an idea that it might be actually a good topic uh, for our next conversation. Uh, so that's why we invited Eva um, today. Eva, welcome. Hi everyone. So um, yeah, Eva is a specialist in uh, all related to self-management and transparency, and that's uh, going to be our topic today. Uh, maybe just to give you a bit more context, I would I would describe the situation like typically when we meet with founders, um, there's two, three people working together, maybe two, three founders, maybe two founders and one employee, and it's pretty intuitive for them how to work together. Uh, it's not so big of a challenge to have a team of five, eight people. And everything changes when the group grows. Uh, it's much more unobvious how to navigate the situation, especially in, this, in the case of um, TL-based organizations uh, that rely on self-management. And maybe before we dive into uh, the nitty-gritty of, um, of, of, of best practices in this, in this sphere, it probably would be really cool to explain what a TL organization is. And that would be my first question, Eva, to you. Sure. So I imagine it would be useful to bring the definition that was presented by Frederic Laloux in the book Reinventing Organizations. So like a must-read book for everybody who is interested in different ways of working. And what basically he says is that there was an evolution of human beings, <laughs> humanity, as well as organizations, the way we work, the way we organize and relate to each other changed throughout the last 100 years, and new organizations started evolving. So they're characterized by three things. One is evolutionary purpose, second one is self-management, and the third one is um, wholeness. So just to briefly bring the definitions of each of them, um, evolutionary purpose is about why we are actually doing what we're doing. So it's not about the goal, it's not about our strategy, it's not about the slogan, marketing slogan, it's about what the organization wants to bring to life, wants to change in the world. Um, Self-management is about lack of hierarchy of people over people. So we do not need bosses and subordinates. We can trust people come with knowledge, good intentions, and that they are actually responsible for what they're doing and they want to contribute to the purpose. So we still need some kind of structures, decision-making processes and all this stuff, but we need to reinvent them because there's no one to tell what to do and how to do and when to do it. And the third one is wholeness, meaning we tend to bring just parts of ourselves to organizations, you know, just put all those professional masks and what we invite people to do is just to bring the whole. Also emotions, also physicality, spirituality, not just mental concepts, so that we can bring more life to the organization and we just can be ourselves and not pretend. I would say that that would be, in a nutshell, the definition. <laughs> So um, now that we know what what, what TIL generally is, um, I think the the idea of uh, 
transparency and self-management is uh, quite self-explanatory. I want to believe that. <laughs> so maybe let's let's jump to the to the essence. Like I'm a founder of an early stage startup, and at one point I'm facing a decision of what type of a culture I want to build, and I came across the idea of a teal organization in one form or another. And okay, how to start? <laughs> what are three, maybe more things that I need to consider um, that I should focus on first? Ah, yeah. That's a very <laughs> tricky question, especially with the three things yeah. to, to bring. Mm, the first thing that I have in mind is that this is not just a to-do list. It's not a transformation on the level of doing only. It's a transformation on the level of being. So it means that we need to look on the organizations from the different perspective, meaning it's a living system. So look on the organization from the perspective it has its own desires. It's like a child. And you as a founder um, are here to, here to make the organization self-sufficient. So when it's you know, and grown up, you don't need to come and do everything and put your finger in every place. And it's also about um, remembering that there are three contexts that we are living in organizations. So one is people, tribe, individuals, how we relate to each other. Second one is business itself. So the organization itself, how we structure, how we organize ourselves, how we do the things we do. And the third one is the company. So all the legal and financial structures. And we tend to mess them around um, and you know, think about business and then jump to people and we're not clear where we are and we just are lost and the chaos comes in. So this is important just to have this in the back of our heads. And the first question I would ask is like, why as founders do you want actually to go till? And when I was asking those questions, I was getting so many different answers and only digging deeper, you can actually find the reasons. Many times it's just because it's cool, because people want till, but actually what is my why? Because if I'm not clear with my why and my intention, with the first struggle and conflict, I will start doing the old way. What would you say would be a good why? Your true why. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so it's about talking. You know, when you're founders, let's like you said, uh, Kasia, like three people, let's say, and you're just sitting and thinking like, oh, we have this cool idea and we want to do this product. And just ask yourself, like, why do you want to do this product? Why do you want to have a startup? Why do you want to go till? Like what's the interesting for you in there? Like what triggers your curiosity and excitement? What are you afraid of? Would you say there is no you like know? good answer as long as like whatever the, the answer you have is as long as it's something that you truly believe in, then it's, then it's fine. Um, I would probably say that if this is typically ego driven, so because it's cool, mm -hmm because my friends have till organizations or something like that, <laughs> I would say that that's not the good why. And when I say not a good why, it's just that this is externally driven and the purpose, the why is internally driven. So this is something that you feel and believe in, and this is truly yours. It's not because others are doing. 
something you need to you know, find within yourself. And many times, if people are really honest to themselves, they will see that, well, I'm super excited by that. I believe that people are smart, that we are hiring new people because they know what they're doing. And I don't want to tell them what to do because I have no idea about this, but I'm afraid. You know, I don't know if I can give so much trust. And then the meaningful conversation starts because we can then imagine what if there's a struggle and we can be able to talk about it and resolve it. And let's be honest, none of us is trained to be teal, you know, self-managed, accountable, responsible, trusting, transparent. We just don't know how to do that. We are raised in families, society, schools, which are just doing differently. So we all need to learn. And this is not just that some people are, um, should do that and should change and others not. We need to start with ourselves and it starts with founders. Yeah. So the main thing Based. just uh, start with why that's uh, maybe to um, refer to a famous book by Simon Sinek uh, <laughs> as, as the main yeah. thing to consider at the beginning. Uh, what would be, um, what would be the second, uh, the second thing that it's important? So I would say that uh, it's hard for me to say that this should be the second, third and fourth, yeah, I mean, et cetera. Yeah. So I will be just shooting. Um, the other thing that I'm thinking of is that being teal means accepting dynamics, different dynamics, and that we need to be dynamic, that we need to change, that we need to be tension driven. Meaning that if we sense something, then we respond. We don't plan in advance. We don't, you know, think of what will we do when we are 100. You know, when you will be 100, then you will think about, you know, how you do things. But now when you're here, learn how to sense tensions, ask questions to each other and just bring difficult things on the table. Because that will greatly allow you to bring whatever is needed in a moment and resolve it. The tendency, especially in the startup world, is that there's so many things <laughs> that we just don't think about how we organize ourselves. You know, the business, the product, this is the main focus. And we have all those tensions behind our heads. We're getting overwhelmed, you know, overworked. We have so much pressure. And we just say like, no, this is not important. But we also are getting so overwhelmed and sometimes burned out because we just don't talk about those things because we don't talk that we need some days off, you know, because there's so much responsibility on founders that it's just too much sometimes. And we get agitated, you know, we get into arguments and etc. So every tension that is showing up within ourselves should be just brought mm -hmm. on the table. I mean, and that the, brings me to this. Just, just wanted to ask, yeah. so the organization should have this mechanism of sensing those kind of tensions and being able to react to them because there is no way yeah. to kind of plan ahead that once we are today, we are 10 people. So we design the whole structure of the organization in a way that it's going to be also feasible at when we have 100 people, it's, it's just impossible. So it's about much more about adaptation to how the situation, situation changes. Yeah, exactly. And you don't know if you will be 100 in a year or five. 
So it doesn't make sense just to plan, you know, how it's going to be. And that brings me to the element that it's really important to set spaces and time as work. It is also work to think about those things and talk about those things, how we see things, you know, how we uh, see, how we make decisions when we are 10 already. Or does anything change because we are 50 now or not? And just talk about it. Um, like build a common ground and, you know, same, have the same definitions of things. We many times think that, oh, because I think this way, everybody thinks this way as well. And, okay. and, and then so, you just... So it's like openness about, or make it your, like, essence to talk openly about everything that is happening, uh, about also tensions that you mentioned uh, before, about the willingness to do something. Everything is about yeah. talking open, you know, form of all whole company. Yeah. So it means also transparency, which you mentioned at the very beginning, about your thoughts, your emotions, you know, your needs, desires, money. How do we split the money, the shares? These are really important topics. And when we will not bring this as a, our way of relating and collaborating at the very beginning, it will be only harder. The bigger we are, the more money comes, you know, it's not easier to resolve those things. So we need to start talking honestly and transparently from the very first moment and bring this as a, you know, number one value. Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning that it sounds super simple to like, okay, let's just talk about it. But in practice, it's so hard. Obviously, yeah. it's super hard to talk about money, salaries, etc. But even those simpler more like obvious topics, it's really hard to like, you have to really exercise the transparency with every single person. That's, yeah. yeah. And I know you're speaking also, from experience. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so you're actually, we're going through this process as of now, making changes internally at, uh, we have 45 people as of now. And actually we didn't say it at the beginning, but Eva was helping us with to, to organize and self-organize also to some extent. So. Yeah. And, you know, imagine how difficult it is when you are just free founders to talk about those things and bring transparently what's on your mind. And then when you're 50 and you just don't know those people anymore, you know, you maybe never met them and you're just surprised on the integration party that, oh, this person works for us. You know, I didn't know her. <laughs> I know him. Uh, it's going to be even more difficult. So exercising this muscle is super important. And with transparency... And all those topics that we were just talking about, <laughs> conflict resolution comes. And I would say that this is one of the most important things. We don't know how to resolve conflicts. We are afraid of conflicts. And learning this skill at the very beginning, bringing, you know, a trainer, you know, like exercising, bringing a facilitator that will help you resolve conflicts and learn how to do that and help people to resolve conflicts. This is super crucial because it's not about avoiding conflict. It's not that self-management will magically make all the conflicts disappear. Actually, in contrary, because all the conflicts that were already there, they're always there, will just come to the surface. And we need to know how to manage them and use them to build organization and not use them just to suppress 
what we just don't like or we just don't know how to deal with. Okay. And conflict resolution as the fourth area of that, that needs some attention. Uh, I know, Eva, that you have a bit more on your list. So, yeah. <laughs> Go for <laughs> <You're> it. listening. <laughs> yeah. But we, we already mentioned some. So I think that we're, we're doing well. Uh, one of the main things that many times people just misunderstand about TEAL and self-organization is that there's a flat structure. TEAL means no structure. We just do as we want and everything's going to be fine. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. We're just different people. We have different needs. We have different desires. You know, we were raised in different ways. So we have different patterns and we need to agree on who is doing what, how we are going to change that. Um, how do we know what needs to be done and all those things. We need to make some, create some structures. We need to create some processes so that we all do the same way and that there are no bosses, implicit bosses, implicit influencers who actually rule the company, but you know, we call them, you know, just partners. And, and this brings me to a topic of decision-making. For every organization, decisions are like blood. You know, if you don't make decisions, you're dead. You need to make decisions. So we need to decide on how we're going to decide. And this is a really good thing to do it at the very beginning. So is it always that we want to be democratic? Is actually helpful to vote. Um, do we want to make consensus? In TIL organizations, we tend not to. We tend to avoid this way of dealing with decisions. We rather go with consent decision-making where we are autonomous in our role. So we make decisions. And sometimes, obviously, we ask others for advice, some input, because our decisions will impact others as well. However, how we distribute power, how we distribute decision-making, this is like a crucial, super crucial thing to talk about at the very beginning. Yeah, I think it's kind of a counterintuitive uh, to say that your organization cannot be based on a consensus. I think it's like, uh, like burned in our mind, the consensus is a good thing, well, yeah. like in the school or wherever we were mm. working before. It's so, I think it's also another thing that is very hard to understand that we don't have to agree on everything and make whatever the majority wants. It's not a democracy. It's not a flat structure. Mm. Whoever is informed the most is making a decision if it's a group or a single person. Uh, that was for me also quite, um, I would say, maybe not a weird thing to realize, but it, it was a tough. But then after first or second, second time I came across that, I've been like, oh yeah, <laughs> that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I actually remember one of our first conversations about our internal problems. And in our case, we have we had those roles defined, as you mentioned. So decision making was around roles. So certain individuals had certain roles and the role decides how things are being done, depending on the definition of this role. So if there is a person responsible for marketing or some specific aspect of marketing, this person should be um, uh, should be responsible in making decisions in that particular field. And then the deeper we went with the, with the problems that we have, we realized that those roles are 
something that it is that it's just written on paper even though we fought it's it's not it's it's not it's like people know what, what roles they have and long story short the decision making was was not very efficient and it was always like pointing fingers oh maybe this person should be making this decision maybe somebody else it wasn't that clear that the the owner of the role is responsible and uh, i think it also like the, deteriorated over time like at the beginning it was a bit more healthy and, and really worked and with time just just disappeared this kind of behavior hmm. and the uh, rule of thumb is that where's the need for the decision and who has the competence to make decision yeah if you can figure those two out and give the decision making power to this this person in this role then you probably should be safe in most cases however if there the decision need is somewhere else <laughs> and the decision maker is somewhere else and probably you're falling back into traditional way ways of working yes um and also thinking about last thing is rituals and i know that it sounds very spiritual like when, when you think about we're in business why should you do rituals like yeah you should have rituals because at the end of the day we are people human beings who want to belong, want to express themselves. And this dance between self-expression and freedom to express ourselves and belonging is in conflict always. You know, how much I can be myself and the tribe will not say goodbye to me <laughs> and, or how much do I need to fit in. We are all in this conflicts all the time and we need to build rituals to get to know each other, basically, as human beings. Can you give When some examples? When there's lots of work. Yeah, like it's not about just going, you know, to get drunk together. <laughs> I'm not talking about it's this not. kind of rituals, but they are <laughs> needed so. as well. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's more about doing things together. Uh, for example, just really going for a trip, building something together um, so we can get to know each other, talking, you know, just making spaces where you just talk. Uh, even these check-ins and check-outs, which are super popular within the TIL community, where you just bring yourself as a human being and just start like, hey, how are you today? Before we jump into content, how are you as a human being? And with the checkout, how are you after this meeting? You know, like what went fine for you? Like, what would you change? And having all those little moments, or maybe there is, some group of people who like doing certain things together. You know, like I have this one client that there are lots of people who are singing. So they have regular singing classes. You know, it just makes wonderful thing. These people get to know each other and there's this connection that you can build. Um, this is also about how you do things in the organization. You know, what do you value? How do you take care of the office or maybe your virtual space? Um, there are many things that can just build more safety, security, connection, trust on the level of human beings. Did I answer your question? I, I, I think so. But my, my question would be, is it more important for TIL organizations to have this higher level of trust and stronger relationships between people? as opposed to traditional organizations? Definitely. In traditional organization, 
you know, if I hire you and we agree that when I tell you, you do, we're fine. I don't need to trust you. I don't need to know you. You just do your job. Um, in till organizations, we want to respect a human being with needs, wants, desires. And because we have autonomy and I cannot tell you what to do anymore, we need to start trusting each other. And it doesn't mean that we will trust each other in everything. You know, you might be a great developer and I can trust you that you do your work well, but you might be super poor in, I know, in marketing, you know, in publishing content on social media, and I will not trust you <laughs> to do that. So we need to be clear, you know, what we expect from individuals, what roles do they hold, and can I trust this person to do the work well because the person has the competence or maybe the person wants to really learn this skill. Um, and without trust, we will be looking for people who is the guilty one. Especially when it comes to making a decision about like really vital um, things. Like if I don't trust this person, how I can give her a power to decide about salaries, for example. So uh, without a good culture and openness and trust, it's never going to work, simply saying. What would be interesting to know is that like you described a few different things that um, founders should uh, take care of in the long run to make sure that they have a healthy organization. Uh, but you, at the same time, we, we, me we mentioned that um, in early days of a company, there's, there's so many different priorities that basically people don't, and founders don't have time to maybe prioritize company culture above anything else. Is there anything that they could specifically focus on once they are still five, eight, maybe 10 people that would be just the bare minimum to make it much easier to manage the culture in the long run when, when the organization grows to 20 or, or more people? Hmm. The first thing that comes to my mind is honesty and transparency. So be transparent and honest about everything. Like literally everything. Don't hide anything. Don't strategize. Should we tell others about this or not? Just do it. Because the more you hide at the very beginning, the more you'll be hiding later on mm -hmm. and responsibility will be on you and you'll be getting frustrated why people are not doing good job or making good decisions, but they cannot do it because they don't have all the data that you're having. So transparency, honesty, authenticity, you know, this is something that should be from the very beginning, would be nice to be from the very beginning. And obviously we are just human beings, so we have our own limitations <laughs> and under stressful situations, you know, that tends to differ. Mm -hmm. um, but having this in mind, I think is one of the bases. And the other thing, which is very much connected with it, is conflict resolution that we just mentioned. Just learn how to resolve conflicts. If you know how to resolve conflicts on a business level and individual level, you know, there's like soul to soul or role to role levels, and you're on, in the safe space. You can really, you know, manage so many things. Because especially in the early stage, but actually in the whole life of the company, there's so many stressful situations and so many differences in the way we look on things that we're going to have those conflicts. And we need diversity in the way we think, we, the way we do things so that we can, you know, just improve things.
but we need to know how to come to the common ground. And the third thing it was would be to create spaces where tensions can come to the surface on this um, business level and individual level. This is very much related to conflict, but it doesn't have to be conflict already. You know, when you have space where tensions show up, you can just resolve them before they become a conflict. Okay. To, yeah, that so would be my three. To summarize, the, the three dimension is transparency and honesty as, as the first one. The second one is conflict resolution. And the third one is having a place to even to, to discuss tensions before they um, become uh, like a real conflict. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Thank you so much, um, Eva, for uh, summarizing the, the basics of, of TEAL organizations. Uh, this is actually our first episode that we want to uh, that we want to where we want to cover teal organizations and self-management uh, today we would focus much more on on the early stages and the foundation of of, of teal organizations and in the next one uh, we are going to we would like to discuss a bit more of what happens next once the organization grows and we start feeling all the problems all over the place thank you so much eva for being with us today and thank you so thank much you. guys for listening and stay tuned for the next episode thank you it was a pleasure to talk with you 